The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan. I am here pressing the buttons on the keys, turning the knobs, giving some input here and there. Fred, how are you? I'm doing good. You are as (laughs) slick as always. You are an absolute professional. I am a total slop show of a person, but you know, this, we're we're Pascal and Fred. We are um, jam and peanut butter. I don't know who's the sloppy one out of them, I guess, because they're both less sloppy than me. But hey, here we are. Um, we are a basketball podcast. Yes. We're, we're Raptors fans. We are, uh, you know, pseudo analysts. Mm-hmm. We're cracking jokes. And uh, yeah, we're trying to have some fun. Um, if people yeah. want to find us, help us, um, you know, get behind us becoming like the biggest podcast in the world, even though we're like a niche thing. How can they do that? Uh, before I get to that, there's two things I'd like to say. The first thing is congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for winning their. That's right. I'm sorry. The 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 NBA championship, their first time in 50 years. My God, it's a long time. time. Uh, the second thing I will say is this is our season finale for season eight. So I would like to wow. thank, on behalf of Freddie and I. All the fans that listen to the show, all the guests that have participated, taken time out of this crazy year to, to you know, help us get these episodes out. Uh, thank you so much. And you know, it, it was you. a it was a tough Raptors season. It was the toughest one we've had yet. But we yes. we endured. We did something that no other team has ever done: seventy two away games. And uh, you know, I don't think any of these other teams have the balls to do something like that. So we should be pretty damn proud of ourselves. What do you think, Fred? Uh, I think you're exactly right. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. Um, you know, the the, the guests and uh, and to you, man. You be you know, you've you helped me through this, and I feel like the NBA, you know, season has taken us to. I guess let's say in Canada, anyhow, uh, like a, a more vaccinated um, part of the pandemic, which is is really nice. Mm. And you know, for people who don't know Matt very well, you know he'll he'll drift into character sometimes. And I think you heard a little bit of the balls there. There was that <laughs> SNL sweaty balls sketch. <laughs> I do believe. Uh, so cheers to you, Matt. You can't keep the silliness at bay, and I don't want you to. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Freddie. Yeah, no, it's a it's a pleasure to produce this pod. Uh, we've been going a long time now. And now, you know, go to dunkspodcast.com. We've got all of our episodes there. We've got our categories for each of our seasons. We did 31 episodes for season eight. So if you want to go Ooh. back and see what it was like to to be in Florida, uh, please, you know, we have a lot of opinions throughout the season. It was uh, quite fun. And as well, we're on the Sonar Network. Please go to the sonarnetwork.com. We've got so many great podcasts. They keep adding them all the time. This is crazy. I feel like eventually it's just going to be all the podcasts are going to be on the Sonar Network. We're getting Apple podcast credit everything it's crazy so check out the sonar network and as well on our instagram or twitter we've got link tree set up for you to you know subscribe to our patreon if you want same day recordings as well as some hot sauce all the good stuff we even got some toques i'm pretty sure hopefully they haven't got some of these moth holes in them because boy oh boy there's a lot of caterpillars around these days but i'm sure freddie's got them in ziploc bags or something there at his house so don't worry we won't sell you moth hole uh toques with their anti uh, caterpillar proof uh, <laughs> tukes, wow, uh, as well as anti itch, of course, as you know. So thanks again, and uh, yeah, Fred, uh, let's. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about finalizing this pool? 
Let's let's finish off this pool before you start talking about moths and caterpillars <laughs> any longer, you know, because uh, I, I thought we'd stay focused on the anti-itch uh, part of the two, but now I got to go put them all in Ziploc bags, I guess. Yeah. I, the yeah, tukes are fine, everybody, okay? Yeah, they're totally fine. Yeah, they're fresh, um, fresh off the press, as they say. That's right. They're in a Ziploc bag and no moths <laughs> in sight. Maddie, I love you. Uh, you gem of a person. Um, this was really, really close. Yeah. Uh, I think which I, I wonder if it will be the type of thing where it will be less close in other years or mm. if if it's a good way to design a tournament. Uh, you know, for anyone who's just coming in at the end of this, uh, I'll just give you a very, very quick recap on the setup. Mm. Matt has designed an Excel spreadsheet. 2021 playoff pool uh, where we rank the teams from one to 16. Uh, and that kind of allowed, you know, the nuance of our opinions uh, to work their way through. And uh, yeah, Matt just did like a reverse score. So the lower mm-hmm. the ranked team, the less you'd get for a win. And, exactly. uh, and the final score, the final score is uh, Maddie 875 and me Freddie, eight eighty four. It honestly came down to the last series, didn't it? It came down to the Bucks winning. Yeah, it was Suns or Bucks. It, it's crazy because uh, you look at the list at the start of the playoffs, and it's like, okay, there just seems like there's enough variation here where someone could get a huge lead, and this could have been over, you know, in the third round or something. But it, it really came down to who was winning the finals. And uh, which is pretty exciting, which is also cool about this. If you do want to check it out, go to our YouTube and you can see the final spreadsheet there. Freddie, congratulations on you calling the championship bucks at the beginning of the playoffs. I did not do that. I called the 76ers to win. And boy, did that cost me. That cost me. Big. Uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Uh, I think as someone who doesn't really care about the Bucks at all, but uh, had just thinks they're good. I've been embarrassed a couple times. It's uh, true. You, you know, have the, been very pro Bucks for many years. So I just it just has always looked good to me. Yeah. The uh, the the Budenholzer, you know, critiques have been, you know, I guess fair, but they, they never told the full story to me. That's his uh, first and, head coach um, win, isn't it? Uh, no, he was a head coach for Atlanta and was very good there too, but struggled in the playoffs. Oh, but they so, didn't. They, they didn't. He didn't win a championship with them. I mean, no, he didn't. But they yeah. were. Uh, I think he had a sixty-win team in Atlanta. So, oh, wow. you know, this Bucks like regular season really added to this lore of you know, can this guy win in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, that's that's over. Uh, he's a winner. Giannis is a winner. PJ Tucker, Lopez, Middleton. Yeah, huge. Uh, Dante Divincenzo. Real happy crew. for Tucker. Uh, that's a huge for Tucker, man. Like me you too. What s- a journey for that. Yeah, guy. crazy journey. Um, well, that that's sorry. a good thirty for thirty. I feel like PJ Tucker's career. Um, I will just say the last thing about this pool now that it has expired. Uh, the highest score we could possibly get was a thousand fifty-seven. So 884 and 875, that, that, I think that's pretty good. Ooh, you know, I didn't things. even think about like potential scores. So that yeah. means like, yeah, so we did a pretty pretty good job at predicting, uh, even with some upsets. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. I think that uh, a lot of the bottom teams we were, you know, pretty on par with. It was just a couple of, you know, crazy upsets like the Lakers and you choosing yes. the Suns to be uh, the 14th rank uh, hurt you a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, like if you I, had I, had them higher, I think it would have been over. Uh, but I, ago. you know, I just didn't think I, I thought LeBron was yeah. going to take care of the Suns. That, that, that was that simple for me. Actually, I think I had him in five, so I was quite wrong, you know. Yeah, we both had the Lakers fourth. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's learned. That was fun, uh, Fred. Uh, we'll, we'll do it again next year and uh, we'll try to open it up to some, some people. Damn right. Uh, thanks for designing it. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I think before we jump right in this uh, amazing pod with with great guests, uh, Derek Dionorain, uh producer at CBC, Nick Reynoldson from Talking Raptors, uh, and JFL, and, um, you know, Sirius, a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, before we get going, I think uh, we absolutely just, or I absolutely, you know, just very quickly want to uh, touch on... Uh, 
how upsetting uh, a day it was in, in the city of Toronto. And I'm talking about Lamport Stadium and the forcible removal of um, of folks who don't have any place to go. So are intense and um, and yeah, it was just brutal. The images and videos and uh, everything involved is disheartening and frustrating and uh Everyone should be very angry and we should all call the mayor's office. So make sure you call John Tory and let him know how upset you are. Um, and I think, you know, I'll, I'll say that. And I'll also say what I, what I usually say, uh, black lives matter, defund the police, uh, stop Asian hate and email or call your city councilors. They have to listen to you. You are a constituent get in their ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think with that, let's, let's start talking some basketball uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get this uh, pod going. I'm super pumped to have these two guests on together. I think it's going to be an awesome episode. And obviously, we got a lot to talk about with the NBA championship going to the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. But uh, let's bring a guest number one. Um, he's amazing. He's hilarious. He's a fantastic stand-up. He's a wicked baller. I think he's pretty nasty at 2K. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's better people, but he could like eviscerate me for sure. Uh, and um, you guys probably know him from his podcast, Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Nick Reynoldson. Some royalty free for you. I like that. I like it. Good choice. Happy to be here, Freddie. Uh, I'm happy to have you. This is, I feel like, been a, a long time coming. You're amazing. Um, you know, you run a podcast with Barry, who uh, people should know if they don't. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to have you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I'm happy. Uh, I'm very happy to be. This is long overdue, brother. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, but it's going to be extra special, you know, like we both want it, like we're both chilling, like, you know, we both have like different types of hair we're growing out. So it's good stuff. Uh, Okay, let's uh, let's bring our guest number two. Uh, He's done the pod. uh, I I don't know, maybe like four or five times. Uh, He's an amazing guest uh, producer at CBC. Uh, He's worked on a bunch of shows, you know, I'm not exactly sure what he's working on now because he's always doing cool stuff. Um, But give it up as loud as you can. Even if you're at home alone, for Derek Dionorain. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I thought I maybe was gonna have a little meltdown just before I introduced you, but uh, I got I got confused by my tabs, and here we are. I thought you I, forgot his name again. Oh yeah, that, that would have been pretty bad if you like called me Kevin again. <laughs> listen, listen, you, like we gotta talk about this every time. Nick, I'm happy I got your name. I called him Kevin. It's the farthest <laughs> thing from his actual name. And I need to hear about it until the day I die. I definitely uh, thought you forgot his name. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. And, and that you're, I still think it in the back of my head and, and you're just playing it. I had a lot of tabs open. Oh, did you, Freddie? You didn't know you're doing your well, own podcast today? Maybe. Maybe. Now I'm confused <laughs> about what I even remember. Um, guys, uh, you know, this is, this is how it all start, always starts on Confederacy of Donks. It's confusing. Uh, I'm I'm just firing off on all cylinders, and uh, I don't know. I feel like we should just start talking raps. Yes, sir. Maddie, I know you're there. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious Raptors sting. In with the stings. Okay, um, let's uh, let's start with you, Derek. Um, I'm thinking, kind of just like draft general talk. Like, I don't know if you're if you're like I want to talk about how we should draft Suggs. That's cool with me. Um, but I'm kind of wondering where you're at as far as like, are you, are you excited about the draft? Are you kind of wanting the Raptors to make some announcements before we get going, or? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about the draft because we haven't had a pick this high since Chris Bosch. <laughs> so, you know, this is a pretty significant uh, pick. And, and prior to Bosch, last time we had a pick like this, because uh, I'm just going to forget about the Bargnani years, was Vince when we did <laughs> yes. the trade with Anton Jameson. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's significant. It's a big deal. Uh, I'm excited, but I think I would rather have a Maasai contract announcement first before we get to that point um from talking with people that i know that work with the raptors and and in the nba it it very much seems like a deal is more or less in place um and that he is going to to announce it or they will announce it it's not a matter of if but when i i'm hoping before the draft because i think it would be nice for any incoming player to know that like Messiah is there. I mean, look, Bobby's great, and and I think Bobby often over like gets overlooked because of how how great Messiah is. But Bobby's great in his own right, and I think that yeah, uh, announce Messiah before the draft. That would be great. Um, and then uh, take whoever the best player available is um, at the fourth pick. I, I mean, there's a lot of people on the Jalen Suggs train, and I, like you can't go wrong with anybody that you pick at number four. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, I'd love to have Mobley because he he's a fits us the best but yeah. if subs or green or whoever is available um i'm cool with either yeah uh no i think i think you hit on two points that i was like looking for which is not necessarily a player but like like what direction are you like what what kind of event are you hoping precedes the draft and i think messiah's announcement you know is fair you know even if you're like i'm, I'm i put myself in the camp of like confident of his return and they're trying to massage like exactly what the announcement is going to be like. But I also agree. I feel like that announcement might potentially be dulled a little bit by the draft and like big things happen at the draft too. So, you know, is there, it's going to be weird going into the draft if we're wondering about the exact mechanics of our franchise and if Masai's, you know, because like he doesn't really do a lot of draft day deals, but it's like, well, if it's not him, will we do a draft day deal? So I feel like there's just kind of like uncertain footing. Um, Nick, let's uh, let's jump to you. Where where are you at with the draft, and like, what are you anticipating or wanting? Um, I've I've started to calm down because, like Derek was saying, everything I've heard was it's a matter of when, not if. So I'm like, okay, if like you know, Michael Grange, I don't think Michael Grange has been wrong any. Uh, anything about Maasai. Um, so I'm like, okay, if you're saying that it's, it's when, not if I'm good, I'm going to, I'm going to try to block that shit out of my head and, uh, and, and go forward. Like Maasai is, is staying and uh, leading us. Um, as who do I want in the draft? I don't, uh, you take talent, right? Like you take the best, whoever's left. There's some dummy franchises in front of us. They can do some dummy huh. things and you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but also Maasai and Bobby, they know what they're doing, right? So if you, you could, if you flip that forth for something or a package, I'm, I'm all good, right? Like they're, they're, the history of these guys hasn't has shown they've been right 98% of the time, right? So it's uh, mm-hmm. as long as they're there, give them the keys and I'll shut up and, and whatever you put on the court next year, we're winning the championship. So let's go. Oh, I love it. Okay. I love that. It started with shout out to like dummy franchises and then, <laughs> Kind of ended with like, we're going to win the championship. And that's where Raptors fans heads need to be at really. Cause I feel like we should be jacked that not only we're in the draft and we have the fourth overall pick, but ahead of us is Cleveland, Detroit and Houston. And I mean, I guess they all have had success previously, but not recently. And definitely it doesn't seem like they're putting together like a strong, you know, even Cleveland's been in the draft a bunch, has some high picks, and it doesn't really seem like, you know, with the with the Garland rumors, it kind of seems like they're already un- unhappy with their foundations. You know, I guess you could say Houston's really just starting to rebuild, so maybe they'll, you know, they're hard to read. Detroit, I think, also is a little bit of a mess, although, you know, maybe they're starting to pull it together as well. But, yeah, I think and hope Masai would be calling in both directions. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Bobby, like, you know, calling to see what's it going to take to get the third. Um, what would you give for the fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever. Uh, I do really kind of like, I think this year, since I've gotten into the draft a little bit, I do like those four players. Like they yeah. seem all awesome. 
uh, I feel like Cunningham's obviously off the board and, you know, likely Mobley, but it does seem, it does seem like all three of the non Cunningham guys could really bring a ton of value to the franchise, you know, if not immediately with Mobley, like pretty soon. And I think if we draft a guy like that, we're going to trust him in our system. Um, Yeah. Any other thoughts from you two kind of like heading into the draft? Uh, I just want to quickly ask you, like, um, you hear the projects, right? Like uh, Scotty Barnes and the Kamingas. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm not, that's the only one I'm like, don't, don't draft those guys, please. With the fourth. You know what I mean? Don't, I don't, we don't, don't draft those guys, please, Masai. That's all. I know I've said, like, I trust Masai and I do. And if he does, I'll shut my mouth and, and, and cheer for him. But I'm like, uh, please don't do that with uh, any of the four guys in the top four still on the board. Don't, don't get Scotty Barnes. Like the, the like footage it. I've seen, you know, I just go watch. I'm like, I don't No, I'm not like some college expert and I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend I am. Um, there's a lot of that going on on the internet these days. Like uh, everyone knows this. No one knows shit, oh, yeah. man. No one knows shit. You didn't, you didn't watch these guys play. You, how many G Lee Ignite games did you watch for real? Yeah. You, you know, Jalen Green's going to be, it's just nonsense. So yeah, but, uh, hey, man. I think, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, I think the problem is the exact issue that he's talking about specifically is like what people do. And this is what I honestly think some GMs actually do is they will straight up only watch games where guys go off against their team yeah. and then try to pick those guys. So yes. it's like, I haven't watched you at all the whole season, but you have one incredible ignite game right yeah. on a random tuesday and you're dropping like 30 on the 905 and all of a sudden it's like oh damn like is this guy somebody we should look into He's the, a kill. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that puts my mind at ease is because of like dan tolzman and like the fact that he was like we've been scouting these guys for years like yeah. we know where they stand and with or without a workout we have a pretty good idea of of who we want i think the picks that aren't being talked about second round guys like we've got 46 and 47 and i honestly think there's like a good chance that they could find a real diamond in the rough like I, I, like the raptors like their first round mm. record's not incredible under messiah pretty solid but for the most part they find their gems in the yeah. second round and the undrafted right. guys in the summer league so i'm more intrigued by 46 and 47 not to say that four is i'm overlooking for four is going to be great no matter what but i'm also of two minds like we could end up moving that pick for an all-star if one becomes available right like mm-hmm. there's always the talk about dame trade which i don't even know if that's really a great trade um and or or if a guy like carl anthony towns becomes available right um or even a bradley beal if, if russ ends up leaving washington like you just never know so as great as that fourth pick is i don't know for a fact that that fourth pick will be there come the start of this upcoming season. Whereas I think 46 and 47 are much more likely to be on our team and are much more likely to be in the G League, especially given the whole situation with Jalen Harris. So I'm curious to see where we get guys there. There's a couple really good, like, I think like that's where you're going to find like a bunch of random, like athletic three and D two way type of players that are like super raw versions of like OG, but like they probably won't be as good, but like mm-hmm. you could find something there. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I I love the idea of like kind of not forgetting about the second round. We like you know Jalen Harris, uh, obviously all the undrafted guys, and Masai is clearly and I keep saying Masai, Masai and Bobby are so resourceful. And uh, I, anytime anyone mentions Tolzman, I just think about this episode of him on Open Gym. That was like it just made the scout life look so harsh. It was like <laughs> ho- he was like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to Nashville again uh, to watch uh, this high school team play. And then I'm going to the middle of Texas. And it's like, it it was like, man, this guy works hard and uh, you know, cheers to him for working his way up the organization. Uh, And, and, you know, to your point, Nick, I, I am in that kind of camp. I think where we haven't had this high pick in a long time that I kind of would be obviously going to trust our management, but I, I'd be down with no surprises. Like I'm familiar with these dudes and they are sick. So yeah. it's kind of like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me not to envision like, you know, Jalen green, like catching a Freddie alley-oop or whatever. Yeah. I'm but, just not um, trying to see like a Rafael Rujo type situation. No, um, we're, dra- all we're, the drafting, way uh, we're drafting Josh Giddy fourth guys. How do you feel about that? Let's go <laughs> oh, Australia, okay, baby. Let's do it, baby. Um, Josh Giddy actually looks pretty awesome, but yeah, yeah, you look sick. Please, (laughs) Um, okay, let's uh, let's bring Maddie in because I want to get a little bit silly here. Um, 
and just want to see where you, where you guys heads at uh, on this, like Raptors unveiling. So, you know, speaking about Maasai, you know, I guess like returning to, you know, some of the Canadian teams uh, are, are returning to Canada. I, I think um, uh, TFC uh, recently kind of had a big thing. And um, yeah, the Raptors hopefully will be playing in Scotiabank. And I, I kind of was assuming that there was an announcement of that or something to kind of like engender like, Good vibes. Not that this wasn't. I just found it to be truly anticlimactic. Uh, so, I, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys how you felt about this, like, unveiling, this Raptors Instagram unveiling of this, like, rotating NFT image <laughs> that I guess we're all supposed to be totally jacked and excited about. And, I mean, if you're big in NFTs, cheers. Like, like I'm not judging, but I just, I guess it's all a little bit new to me, um, you know. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's let's go to you first, Matt. I, 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 what I'm looking for here oh, is boy. I kind of want you to, uh, Matt. Do you want some more time? No, I think I have it. It's super we weird. It's weird. Yeah, good. You know, all Matt's <laughs> Matt's ramblings, you know, are always welcome on this uh, pod. So we're gonna get some. But what I'm looking for in this answer is like, what's something that you know, if you were in charge of the franchise. Uh, and you could unveil like what's something that you feel like would be like equally lame or, you know, if you don't want to make something up, what's something you've seen another franchise do uh, pump up. That's like, wait, this is, this is not a big deal at all. Um, Well, the first thing that came to mind, I think would be, you know, I find it, I like when they flirt a little bit with the Jurassic park references, but if they like okay. go too heavy into it, I feel like it's really lame. So, you know, in a couple of years, we got the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park, the movie. And, you know, they could do this, you know, have. <laughs> Here's two thoughts I had. One was to have the cat, the surviving members of the cast come in to play like a, a game against our team. <laughs> like <laughs> Newt Wayne Knight. <laughs> and, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, I don't know if this is late. This might be kind of fun to watch, but it'd be Laura Dern. It'd be weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this isn't weird at all. It fully fits our uh, our mythos, and um, I don't know. I feel like the, you'd barely have to force Raptors fans to participate in that. I think. So, yeah. Cheers, Matt. Um, <laughs> wait, sorry. Is there is there more Jurassic Park goods? Please. Uh, the only other Jurassic Park good I had is uh, uh, on the 30th anniversary anniversary of the movie. They reveal that the Toronto Raptors have done a little bit of the science of Jurassic Park, taken the DNA of our former stars. And they're growing them so that all at the same time we could have Stoudemire, Bosch. Carter. Okay, this is getting kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, the it's lame part, now, like you're going the, into like full clone. Yeah, yeah. The lame part is, is that it's like it's like a big brother live thing where we have to watch them grow up for 18 years. All these players together in like a weird live stream. Okay, pretty cool. freaking lame. Honestly, pretty lame. But <laughs> I underestimated just how weird you'd make it because there's a. There's cloning going on. There's a little bit of Truman show in there, I think. Um, and somehow it's all connected with Jurassic Park. So uh, cheers to that. Um, Nick, I want to go, I want to go to you next. You know, uh, I feel like I didn't uh, say this question too good for, for Matt's part, but yeah, you know, I feel like they forced us to get excited about that. And I, yeah, I, I want you to kind of give me an example of something you'd force Raptors fans to get excited about that. Maybe, you know, they don't it's care about exciting. I mean, we've done this before. First of all, I just want to say, Matt, um, seeing Jeff Goldblum tear an ACL, would be <laughs> just, just, I would pay good money to watch this guy play against the Raps and tear his ACL. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> Sam Neal, plantar fasciitis, and he walks off the court, career's over. I'm all on board. I like the team. casual injuries. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know the NFT. Like I knew it wasn't gonna be Masai resigning. Like I knew, like he he Masai doesn't do that shit, man. You know what I mean? He would be like, believe in yourself. Not, you think I'm gonna have Insta- an Instagram post? Believe in your city. Believe in yourself, you losers. And uh, don't worry, it's gonna get done. Um, <laughs> but we've been disappointed so many times. Like when we started making the playoffs consistently, right? Like the big reveals were always the shirts at the games. Do you guys remember when there was just a beaver 
like they just oh, yeah, had that shirt. it was horrible the one year that they actually had like the best shirts was the year we got freaking swept by the wizards i was so pissed yes yeah dude yeah but that that run before that was like there's a beaver there was a maple leaf i'm like uh, it was an angry snowball i think <laughs> what yeah there, there was a couple i think i had that one it almost looks like a it's like a like someone holding like a piece of pizza too yes, like yes it, it just looks like the drawing's not very complete Yes. You can't exactly tell what it is. It's all, all that is just like, uh, uh, like thank God whoever was in charge of that has been uh, replaced. And uh, you know what, Drake has a lot of say in it. He's like, you know, put put a goddamn owl on it. We'll be all right. And he's not wrong, dude. He is not wrong. Um, for me, I would just like every time uh, Jalen Harris tests negative for drugs, celebrate that, man. Closer, closer to coming back, baby. One year, every drug test he oh. takes once a month. Hey, man, that much closer, baby. <laughs> that would be like a slow and like like anticipatory countdown. I feel like, although he has to come back. Stay clean, baby. He loved yep, that leg. Yep. Stay clean. You got you got twelve opportunities, twelve kicks at the can. Yeah. Just don't mess up any of them. You got to go a hundred percent, and you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's amazing. Uh, okay. Well, I feel like I don't. I'm like you, I'm like you trying know to think what my of podcast like, is, Freddie. You know what my podcast is. You know. I, hey, I know what it's going to be insane. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, you know the, this is the invite the weird question. Uh, so, so Derek, uh, I don't know uh, how you're feeling. What would you force Raptors fans to like partake in? I mean, I'm definitely not going to go as weird as like Jurassic Park cloning <laughs> um, or, or Jalen Harris drug tests. Um, that's like definitely on either side of the spectrum. I'm going to go yeah. with like dead center, which is basically history, like something that we've all already collectively lived. Um, unless you're like a new Raptors fan in the last like probably five years. Um, celebrating uh, an L by scoring a hundred points and getting a slice of pizza, pizza. Like I feel like we've already lived through that. And that was probably like weaker. Actually, no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to diss pizza, pizza that bad. Like, you know, like they got good yeah. garlic dipping sauce, you know, it might be a little bit cardboardish, but it's still tangible and real and can <laughs> nourish you versus an NFT to the keys of like a Raptors history that we've already lived through. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna say pizza pizza. <laughs> okay, I I think pizza pizza is the perfect answer because I'll put my hand up. Listen, honestly, I like the the three topping, three pops, dipping sauce, twenty one dollars. I don't know what to say. Every time I tell people that I don't mind pizza pizza, they get really mad uh, and they start listing off like pizza nova and you know all the others. And I'm like, fair enough, fair enough. I don't hate Pizza Nova or Domino's either. I kind of love them all, if I'm being real. There's, there's levels to pizza the same way that there's levels to burgers and restaurants, right? Like, you know, if you're trying to have a fancy date or have a nice meal, you're not going to take somebody out to Swiss Chalet. I mean, yeah, they got good, you know, turkey dinners uh, and <laughs> Christmas specials, and you might get a little bit of Lindit chocolate on the side. But ultimately, you know, you might want to go for maybe, you know, be a little bit extra fancy. Maybe you want to go to Pickle Barrel. Maybe you want to go to Moxie. Maybe you want to be basic and go to jackass or young and dumbass, right? Whatever you're feeling that month, right? It's whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> I I feel like you could be the best Toronto restaurant like salesman. <laughs> you could go to Moxie's, Druxie's. Um, wait, Druxie's, that's that's the one, right? Yeah. Um, is that a place that sells pretzels? I think I'm maybe wait, I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. Druxie's Deli. Yeah, smoked meat and stuff. Like oh, that. that's what it is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. All you, all you guys answers are good. Mine basically is it's, it's not, I think it's in the middle. It's, it, do you know the Simon says guy at halftime? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Uh, I'm a Simon, I'm assuming, but <laughs> yeah, like he gets everyone. He does a big Simon says it's really like odd and he's kind of like power tripping a bit, but it's fun still. Here's what I want. Uh, I don't know if those people are paid actors or what. Um, I've never been asked to be a part of the Simon Says thing. I don't know why. Maybe I'm not in the 100s or whatever. Here's what I want. I want that guy to do the halftime show every single game. And I want it to be like a full, large Toronto tournament that we could all kind of like 
you know, it's a grand prize. Uh, I don't know, like maybe like sort of shawarma for life or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that that's where I'm coming from. I want to see the Simon Says guy mm. get like I want I want an arc. Like I want him. You know, maybe he gets divorced halfway through or something. But like, whatever it is, I want that guy to kind of like have an elevated platform. Do you, can I just give a sidebar on that man? Side the Simon Says Please. Says is S E Z. So I did like a. NACA with that guy so like the the college circuit in uh america and okay, this uh, is amazing he goddamn destroyed like that guy oh, makes like six hundred thousand dollars a year easy just on colleges alone i was so embarrassed i do I, so he goes on he does his like you know as the sound says and everyone's going crazy and then i have to yep. go up and do seven minutes of clean comedy and i bopped and i was like I got dummied by the Simon Says guy? What What kind of piece of garbage am I? Why'd you have to go after? Like, going after Simon Says they would don't be care, so man. hard. And then like, after me, there was a, a lady singing opera. This is It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I would have put you first. Uh, if I was running the show, I would have been like, listen, once people are up and playing Simon Says, you don't go back from there. You can't follow <laughs> like, Simon. You can't follow him. <laughs> well, and like, what are you gonna do? They're gonna sit down. They're probably sweating. No, it's, it's bad. That's bad news. Uh, okay, let's let's talk some NBA. Um, uh, but before we talk some NBA, uh, just in case we do get an ad, you'll be hearing from us <laughs> after the break. And now this is just a running bit because we don't really understand how this ad-based <laughs> algorithm works. Oh, my God. We're having a good time. It's a bit of a slop show, but it's a good show. Um, Dude, Manscape is coming for you, brother. Don't worry. It, it's coming. <laughs> Manscaped, we've been there. Come back, yeah. okay? Uh, <laughs> we're running out of products. Um, no, Manscaped. Actually, yeah, I guess we don't have to do ads for them anymore. <laughs> Cheers, Manscaped. Um, <laughs> we are too, man. Can we stop doing ours as well? <laughs> you know what? Uh, no slander on Manscaped. Thanks no, for the, it's a good, uh, solid, solid product, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I just full giddy mode. I'm Josh Giddy. Let's uh, let's do this, um, Maddie. I want to talk some NBA basketball. So give me your most delicious NBA Adam Silver tugboat sounding sting. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> People know the boat sound. Uh, sweet. Let's, uh, let's, you know, yeah. Uh, I don't even know where I'm at anymore, you know? Derek, let's start, let's start with you. Um, I'm just going to kind of, yeah, Giannis is a two-time, you know, uh, MVP, finals MVP, NBA champion, uh, and had one of the most ridiculous closeout games we've ever seen. 50 points, 17 for 19 from free throw, uh, five blocks. You know, it's just signature plays the whole finals. My question kind of is, do you think people are done talking shit about him? Like, are are we at the point where he gets, he's going to get a pass for a little bit or does he still get critiqued when you bring him back into like the best player alive arguments? Everyone at any opportunity when they can, if Giannis falls flat on his face, is going to flame him. Guaranteed. Um, That's just the way that the game goes, unfortunately, right? Like you could be at the top of the mountain one day and the next year is somebody else, right? Unless you got a dynasty, which we haven't seen in quite some time you're going to get the flames. Um, and, and Giannis is not above reproach. I mean, super nice guy, super likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, people are going to come for his accent. They're going to come for his brothers. <laughs> they're, yeah, they will. They're, eh? they're, they're going to come for, for all of that. They're going to come for the, the IG lives, the 50-piece chicken nuggets, the oh my God, freak, that was good. freak in the streets and freak on the sheets uh, stuff, right? <laughs> so, you know, anybody could get it, no pun intended. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to happen and i'm here for it because you know sometimes you gotta laugh at yourself i mean look i feel bad for chris paul but chris paul is catching all these l's and it's it's deservedly so right same thing with devin booker you know when when you see those uh kendall jenner i'm coming home memes uh to, to her going over to milwaukee 
it's warranted. I mean, as long as it's not anything personal about these people's families, I think it's all good. If you keep it about the players and, and like not have it be like super racist or xenophobic, um, yes. it's, it's, it's all good, right? It's all good fun. But yeah, I mean, right now Giannis is a man. He deserves it. He's he put a fifty piece up. He's incredible. But the reality is that yeah, he he's he's not always going to win forever. And whenever he does lose, people are going to remind him that he took an L, especially Raptors fans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I feel like Raptors fans will always have that over him. And, and, and Derek, I actually want to follow up a bit here because what I wanted to ask too, is like, I, first of all, I think you, you nailed it. Like he's not beyond critique. He will fail and people will jump on that. And then obviously there's just good fun Twitter stuff going down. Like he's being hilarious. I'm sure he's going to like, you know, clown himself somehow, do something stupid. And you know, that's, that's all kind of like, I think within, you know, the range of things that are expected to happen and, and all good. But yeah, what, what I was kind of like wanting to go deeper into was, just like I, I feel like in the NBA, when you make big shots, like fadeaways, like you know, kind of like what Middleton was doing for for a bunch of the playoffs, like that's puts you that puts you in a, a type of legendary status that it seems like I don't know accolades can't exactly you know it, it, it's not like the same transference. I don't know if I'm making sense here, but like, no, no, I, I, I know, I, I know what you mean. I think, see, so this is a, a conversation I was having with one of my homies last night, exactly about this type of thing. And I think what's interesting is Giannis is going to be kind of like a case study for how things go in the NBA over the next, like I would say 25 years. Right. Whereas you've got this international player who English isn't his first language. Um, it to me is extremely relatable, but isn't necessarily relatable to the American market as a whole and is is taking everything by storm. Like if you look at just his career accolades as a 26-year-old, he could retire today and be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yes. Easy. Yep. Easy. His resume is that polished, no right? But is he going to be remembered or is he going to get the love? Is he going to get the push that the LeBrons do, that the ADs do, that that other American athletes are going to get? Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case. But I will say this title, if it ends up being a one-off, will also be one of those things where I feel like there's two levels. There's like the the team championships that we remember, like the Dallas Mavericks beating the the Heat or the Mm -hmm. Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups and those guys. Like, we remember them, but we remember more the team than the individual player. And and not we don't really remember moments of, like, the Detroit Spurs series in, like, 03, right? Like, it wasn't that... You know, Tayshawn like, forces another turnover. Yeah, like like truthfully, the most interesting play that I think I can remember from that entire run is a, Ch- a Tayshawn Prince chase down block on Reggie Miller, yeah. which wasn't Actually, even the NBA finals. Yeah, which wasn't even the NBA finals. So that goes to tell you something, right? Same thing with with the Mavericks. Like all I can remember from from the Mavericks series is LeBron choking and Dirk hitting every single free throw and every single fadeaway and every single three that the the, the Dallas Mavericks took was just money. It didn't matter if it was Jason Kidd, uh, Peja, Jason Terry, like everybody was hitting everything at all times with beautiful passing. And it was great. But aside from that, do we look at like Dirk as like, oh man, you know that one Dirk fadeaway or that one Dirk dunk or something? No. But I do think with this run with Giannis, I think it will be remembered as a, as a level like similar to took a while like he didn't have like a a four bouncer but him with the hyper extension and then coming back a week later and doing all of this on essentially i'm still saying there's no way this man's leg is 100 percent. it can't be no so yeah doing all of that on a bum leg dropping 50 in a final closing game that's massive like there, like i think the Aiton block was nice. I don't think it's a LeBron block. I, like, it was good, but it wasn't LeBron level because there was still lots of time in the game and it wasn't as, like, as clutch as we wanted to make it seem because it wasn't a game seven. That being said, I still think Giannis is going to be there and and he deserves all the recognition in the world. I just don't know if it can be sustained. He, he's going to have to do it again and he's going to have to do it consistently to, to be at that level where people are looking at him like LeBron because I think the other thing that's working against him, he's a big. He's a big guy. People don't look at big guys the same way. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's 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 exactly what I was going to say, man. Like, uh, is when you're a kid, right? Like, you know, when you think of the best basketball players of all time, it's you go Jordan, right? And then you debatable Kobe right behind him, right? Why? It's because you can pretend to be those guys on your driveway, right? You can't pretend to be, 
you know, the Greek free, you can't, you can't dunk. So you're not going to pretend to be these guys. You're never going to do these things. Right. But, um, are people going to slander him? Of course. They're already doing it. They're already like, well, if KD got his, you know, big toe behind the line, you wouldn't even be it. They're already doing it. They do it to LeBron every year, but that's mainstream media, right? That's uh, that's like the Skip Bayless and stuff. You need this because it's it's not basketball talk. It's entertainment. They're not critically analyzing basketball games. They're they're it's click pieces, right? You want you want views. Yeah. You you want the shitstorm on Twitter after you go on TV, right? You want that. And it's easy to forget that. Yeah, well, for I mean, I get caught up into it too. It's, you know, I, I I find myself getting mad. How come the Raptors don't get caught? Well, because the ratings don't count in Canada, so they don't give a shit for real. They don't care. Why would mm-hmm. they care? You know, not going to make totally. them money, right? This is it's a business at the end of the day, and he will get slandered, and it it for sure is a little bit racist. Like it just it's just the world we live in, man. Like the, Americans mm-hmm. want to see Americans do great things, right? Like. There's nothing yeah, better than, sure. than that guy's story. Do you know what I mean? But if totally, if it was a poor kid from America, he's getting lifted up like he's, you know, like he's Jesus. It's a, it's, it just sucks, dude. But like, it's, it's the Twitter world we live in, and uh, and motherfuckers can't wait for him to fail. Goddamn it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, to that point, I think it's always funny about the relatability thing and and how Americans want to see Americans succeed because it's very like kind of individualistic and mm-hmm. like super based in like patriotism, um, and and like hyper nationalism. Yes, Giannis is literally an immigrant. Majority of the United States are immigrants. Yeah. Majority of the United States are not wealthy. There's a reason why they call them the 1%. Most of us are poor or came from poor backgrounds. So if you've come from any sort of like low income poverty or just not having enough money, even if you're like lower middle class and you are from a family of immigrants, you've basically described a majority of the United States and a majority of Canada. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's extremely relatable is somebody who is an immigrant who doesn't come from a wealthy background and is making it with his brothers, yeah. you know? Like, that, yes. how, how is that not marketable? Brothers. How is that not marketable to, to, to American people? Like, that is mind boggling to me. To me, he's one of the most relatable. Like, like Luca's great, but I can't relate to Luca, right? But I could definitely relate to Giannis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Like, here's the thing like, it, it might not be American media, right? Like, that's where we get all our storylines, or sorry, not us, but NBA Twitter get their storylines from American media, right? But uh, look at all the players that have signature shoes right who like which of the new guys have signature shoes Giannis has a signature shoe because nike understands that it's not just americans that are going to buy these goddamn shoes this guy is a global phenomenon and we're going to sell shoes maybe maybe kids in america don't want to buy the shoes but goddamn it the rest of the world are going to buy those shoes right so it's like he, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of both like he's going to get slandered in American media and it, it is what it is, dude. Like, uh, you know, someone that's wearing a Pascal Siakam jersey right now, it's like, I, I know it is what it is, man. I know what it is. So, what are you gonna do? Totally. And I think like that's that's a, uh, like I'm I'm glad you guys brought up this like this nationalist point. And I feel like there's always this big tinge of that when you know there's this constant conversation about. Giannis just simply must leave Milwaukee for like a major American market. And, you know, this whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, are we putting like American values on this guy? Like, is that, do we know that he wants to move to LA in New York? Like, do we know that he's not enjoying Milwaukee? You know, do we know that Jokic is not enjoying Denver? You know what I mean? Like Jokic isn't really, you know, part of this conversation, but I mean, like with, with Giannis, it's like, there's this idea that he has to be a certain way and he's breaking the mold. And I think like Derek was saying, it's like, that is the best thing the NBA could ever hope for. And for me, I I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because you know, this isn't to slander like the Kyrie's or, or, or the butlers or the big shot makers. But I, I do think there is this idea that like, you can, you know, being a driving force like a Giannis uh, or, or an Embiid and, you know, not necessarily like being able to hit those like fadeaways in the clutch, although, you know, that's probably not fair of, of Embiid, but like that, yeah, it, it's like you're not whole, like you're not what the NBA wants. They don't want to market around you. And I feel like a lot of this is marketing issues for the NBA. They kind of have built this thing where, 
you know, like you were saying too, Nick, like everyone wants to be Michael Jordan and Kobe. And, you know, sometimes there isn't enough room for like other types of players. And, you know, this actually kind of dovetails perfectly into my next question, which is, yeah, what do you think is going to happen, you know, as far as like small markets, like, you know, people are talking about this as a win. Is that just kind of like it happens? So they're trying to say that it's a good thing, but really behind closed doors, they're, the NBA would prefer more super teams or, you know, kind of like wants it to trend in that direction. Um, yeah. Like, what do you feel about like the, the implication of this for Milwaukee Phoenix and the league, Nick? I think so much of it is, is um, like we're, we're in the middle of a giant shift, right? Like we're, we're the NBA makes all their money from advertisements and, and TV deals and things like that. So like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in six, seven years. I've, I've mm-hmm. stolen every goddamn basketball game I've ever watched, right? So it's nice. You're not getting my money, NBA. You know what I mean? It's just, so it's this big thing. So you're pushing these guys up. You're like, this, this is not how the world works anymore, right? It's going to change. I, I think they just or are in the middle of signing their new deal, the NBA, with uh, Turner. I don't know. They're, or they did already. They, they re-upped or they're about to re-up on something. And I think that's right. it, man. Like, it's, it's going to change. It's... Uh, you're not, it's going to be on your team to do it. Right. So the Milwaukee bucks are going to be fine. Like you're not, your, your, your percentage of the league money might come down, but people in Milwaukee will still, you know, that's up to you. Find a streaming service, sell your ads there and get everyone in Milwaukee to watch this guy. Right. And the same with Toronto, we have our own things. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all different. Like the big market, the little market, it doesn't mean shit to us because we're in Toronto. Right. Like we, our, our views, we could have the biggest views in league history, but they don't make no money from it. So who gives a shit, right? I don't know. I just find it, I find big market, small market. I'm like, the world is such a different place. And it, these right. conversations aren't, they're not like a thing. Relevant. Yeah. The, the dude came from Greece, piss poor. He doesn't know what, like, a, Milwaukee treated him good. Dude, that's all he needs. Milwaukee treated him good. And they're willing to spend money to put pieces around him. Done. Yeah. And I, I think also they built properly. Like, you know, he yeah. resigned, they got holiday, you know, mm-hmm. I think like, like it's not the the same kind of international thing, but you look at the Pelicans with, with Paul and uh, Davis, and now they're trying again with Zion and it's like, man, the bucks, they got their guy and they did manage to build properly. You know, I think you could argue Giannis is better than all three of those guys, but yeah. Yeah, like I, you know, that's a factor for sure. But they did what they needed to do. They he bought in. He's clearly having a great time in Milwaukee, and he wants to like win a bunch more championships there. You know, it seems, anyways. Um, All the guys that own the teams are billionaires, right? If you want to win, you have to spend money. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts around it. You you hit it off in the like Detroit, right? They get Kate Cunningham. He's a generational player. Let's say, hopefully, good for doing Casey. God bless you, brother. And but you have to fill out the rest of your team. You have to spend money. At some point, you have to be like, okay, we got to go for it. Like you saw the raps, we went for it, right? You we did. Put in that. You have to go into the luxury tax if you want to win. It's just the yeah. way the league is, man. Like. Uh, and any owner that, you know, if I was like a Houston Rockets fan, I'd be so upset right now because I'm like, man, it's awesome to have a wicked draft pick. But we have this owner that seemingly wants to save as much money as possible. And that's like, it's not exactly. I, I, it's like, it's, it's a great point. It's not how you win at all. Um, yeah. Derek, what are you thinking about the the Bucks Suns? Like, you know, the wake, I guess, like what, what, what are you feeling? You know, like, yeah, the market conversation, is it dwindling in terms of like its relevancy? Is it more about like the players and where they choose to go and they can create it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I got a lot of thoughts on this, but I think it's, it's, it's the big market, small market. It depends on who you are and where you are in the world. Like what is big to you and what is small, right? Because like, there's always going to be the the glamour markets, like the New York's and LA's, but as far as size goes, Toronto's right there, right? Like, like we're not that far off from them. And then if you're looking at it from just like a, a fan base perspective, we have an entire country. So nobody's fan base is bigger than ours, unless you want to say like, based off of brand recognition, maybe the Lakers, because they're prob- probably the most, uh, you know, 
most aware franchise in the world or like the most prominent name rather that people right. think of when they think of the NBA. Right. Uh, but that again, they also have a massive Chinese market in Houston. Right. Because of Yao Ming, because of the inroads that they've made, the international market like European basketball has always been big for, for decades at this point. But it's especially big because of the fact that there's so many European players. And now you've got guys like Luka Doncic who they can kind of carry the mantle for. So mm-hmm. when you say big market, small market like Dallas is in texas texas is not a small place it's very big right even if those cities are small and then you look at like a place like boston for example i don't even know if boston is bigger than like mississauga or vaughn like <laughs> ha. like like from a population really, standpoint yeah. you know and it's but true yeah. boston yeah like it's it's, it's the kind of reputation yeah but yet they're considered a quote-unquote you know historical big market mm-hmm. like a glamour franchise which makes no sense to me because i'm looking at my city and i'm like yo we have way more people than you we're cleaner. We've got a better situation. We've got better management. And we don't have nearly as many racist people, um, although that exists Loving everywhere. Loving the Boston slander. Um, you know? But, but, I mean, it's just facts, though. It's just facts. And even though they yep. might hate that, that's that they can agree. Like, you know, uh, when we have a guy like Danny Ainge who says that, you know, he's never seen any, you know, incidents of racism uh, throughout the Celtics. I'm just like, bro, did you do you know who you played with? <laughs> like, do you yeah, know? I know. You Bill literally worked with Bill Russell, like, you know, so it, it, it's, it's, I, yeah, the, the whole big market, small market thing really just depends on your perspective. Um, obviously outside of sheer population numbers and then like media markets. But really when I, when I think about that, it's really just New York and LA, right? Like Miami's there, but people still view Miami as like kind of like that, the tweener big market. Like they're not really right. big, big, but because they're a, a destination and they've got like uh, beaches and, and no state tax in Florida that they become a place to become like a, a glamour market. But I mean, at the end of the day, there, there's more than one way to win a championship. And, and our team, I think, really showed that. Like the teams that have have been the outliers to dynasties and, and maybe aren't always contenders every single year, but have managed to, to win one in Toronto, in Dallas, in Detroit, uh, with the two titles that they won as well, right? Like th- those are those are all places where they didn't have necessarily the biggest superstar in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't necessarily draft every single top pick um, that was available. It was a mixture of, of both, right? I think the one thing that we can all say, with the exception of maybe Detroit, is that most championship squads need a top five player, like no matter what. And if you have a top five player and they're a superstar, you can also come to terms with the fact that as great as they may be and as good as you might build that situation out to be, they're probably going to leave. And if they do choose to leave because of, you know, whatever reason, whether they want to go home or more money or uh, another situation, uh, they're obviously going to tend to lean towards bigger markets because bigger markets also offer bigger money and incentives off the court. Right. Right. So like if I'm I think back to like when Tracy McGrady was with the Raptors and they had asked him, like, you know, obviously he wanted to go home and he didn't want to be in Vince's shadow. But also Adidas was like, hey, we'll give you more money. Right. If you come to the U.S. because we can market you better in Florida than we can market you in Toronto. And it paid off. Right. Like like his jerseys were like top five in the league, sometimes even number one with Kobe and Vince and A.I. Um, he had and, a and pretty that, good season that yeah, year, yeah, too. Yeah. He was, you know, winning scoring titles and never made it out the first round. But but he was balling. And 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 it was partially because, OK, I, I'm going to get paid either way in the NBA, but I'm also going to get this money in another market where it's bigger than the, I guess, the quote-unquote Toronto or Canadian market at that time. But, I mean, ultimately, I think yeah, I'm happy for Milwaukee. I'm happy for Phoenix. I think it's it's a good thing for them. But I also think that at the end of the day, like, the and what I was alluding to with the, with the Giannis situation and what we're going to see in the next 25 years of the league is as things become more international, you are going to find more star players that are not American, that are not enamored with the American glamour markets. Right. So, yes, like, would it be great to see New York basketball be great again? Absolutely. And they are getting there and they're building something. Right. Which is which is great. Happy for them. Um, It's an incredible place. It's an incredible city and and a great place to play basketball. Um, But is it the end of the world that they're not great? No, because the NBA has been just fine without them for the last what 10 years. 
right? Yeah. Like they're not hurting if the, if New York is not there. They're not hurting if Boston's not there. They're not hurting um, if Philadelphia is not there. So um, I, I think, you know, great for the small team markets, but the dynamic is changing um, in the NBA. And I think you're going to see more international stars choose places like Toronto, choose places like Dallas, choose places that are not the, the New York's and LA's of the world. Man, I, I totally agree. And this is also like my dream. I, I've always felt with basketball, you know, I mean, I've said this so many times on the pod, but out of all the major sports, it has the least amount of professional players. I think the NBA is up just over 500 or just under 500. And that's total players. So that includes, you know, all the Malachi's of the world and the Aaron Baines of the world as well. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what the number of like, let's say, let's say 300 guys, right, are playing on a regular basis if every team plays 10 people. And yeah, you know, I totally agree that the international talent is going to be like the main, you know, driving factor in like the erosion of like what market, you know, like 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 how much the market matters. And I, I agree too that like glamour markets will be that, right? Like I don't think Milwaukee's ever going to become New York City. So if you are a player where, you know, you're like top three in the world and that just kind of will kind of make sense for you. Um, but, you know, the key here, you know, I'm hearing in both your guys' points and, and I'm feeling too, it's like, to me, the connective tissue is development. And I think, whether that's developing a culture, you know, developing a market in China with Houston or developing your players through not necessarily like lottery picks like Golden State did. And, you know, Golden State, I think, is also an interesting market. You know, who knows what the deal is uh, with them in San Francisco now? You know, I don't know, like, if it's like less genuine. So or, or I don't know. I don't know if people want to go there still. But regardless, I think. Prior to that, I remember I would always go to a Raptors game with my brothers uh, every like, you know, we one person would buy the the tickets for Christmas and it would always be uh, before we had season tickets, uh, the Golden State game, because that was like the cheapest game. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'd see Monta Ellis go off or whatever yeah. <laughs> and Andres Pedrins and that's how we did it. But yeah, Golden State, you know, they became a dynasty and um yeah, I think uh, markets will be like a fluid conversation. And uh, thanks to both you guys for bringing good points. But I feel like I want to wrap this baby up and get silly with some quickish questions. Uh, Derek, Nick, what do you say? Sure. Let's go, baby. Maddie, please come in. Um, but before that, give me that quickish questions. Sting. Quickish questions. Okay, guys, uh, another bit of a delay because I didn't fully set this up. Okay, here we go. I did. I'm back. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll work on my smoothness, uh, I think, for the rest of my life. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how smooth I ever get. But, um, yeah, I got a, I got a fun all play for this. So let's just go. Let's go Derek, Nick, Matt. Um, quickest questions is uh, I'm going to stumble through these questions, uh, stutter, misread them, uh, maybe a misplaced comma. Who knows? Uh, that doesn't matter. You have to answer as quickly as humanly possible. No delaying. You can't phone a friend. Uh, Matt started repeating the question back to me, which is a trick I don't like. So none of that, please. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's get it going. Um, Maddie, good sir. Please hit that uh, licensed music. Uh, Derek, Derek, what big three rules, if any, should be adapted to the NBA? And we're talking Ice Cube's uh, big three. I'm going to say I I really like the the four-point shot from the half-court line. I honestly think that that should be added because at one point in the NBA, they were like, why do we need a three-point shot? And now look, so give me a four-point shot from anything from half or beyond. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um, a four-point shot would be something that would be like, what is this? And then, like, when someone came into the league and started hitting it, everyone would be like, this rocks! <laughs> uh, okay, that was a bit too much enthusiasm. <laughs> Nick, uh, are you good with Suggs? Yeah, yeah, man, if he's the best guy on the board, I'm good with Suggs, hell yeah. Agreed. Maddie. Yeah. What... <laughs> <laughs> what, ter- what? what terms of a new contract 
Would you be comfortable with giving Kawhi, given his ACL tear? Oh, geez, that ACL tear. Um, I would be comfortable with giving him a uh, three-year uh, contract with a the final year's a, an option, so two solid years, and. I'm not worried about anything because the only people that know how to load manage Kawhi Leonard are the Toronto Raptors. Okay. Correct. That. Wow. Matt even gave me a, okay. Cause you knew the answer was sick. Um, you rocked it. Uh, okay. Let's, so let's do the all play here. Um, and I just want you to react uh, to friend of the pod. Uh, Yawatua's point on, uh, on Giannis. So I just want to hear, you know, uh, what you think about it. So he says, uh, and we're going to start with you, uh, Derek. Uh, Giannis is the best player in the world. Not a question. Just wanted to be said on the pod. Derek? Uh, at this moment in time, right now, today, July 21st, 2021, Giannis is the best basketball player in the world. Okay. Uh, Nick, yeah, you, you heard what I said. Yeah, uh, where, where are you at? That's that's the finals MVP, fifty piece, man. Like that's as of right now. God damn it, that that's the big dog in the league, hundred percent. Maddie, are you gonna break rank here? Or are you like, no, it's Aaron Baines. What's going on? <laughs> Maddie's about to pull a perk. He's a hooper <laughs> or a basketball player? Which one? Um, no, I agree with that. I also think that it's not just right now. I think that this was a passing of the torch, and I think that Giannis is gonna be that top guy for many years to come. Wow. You just one up the guess, Maddie. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, guys. This this is it. We made it to the end of the pod. Um, for everyone who's been listening and kind of you know commenting and helping our pod grow, thank you so much. Uh, this is this has been a really fun time. Uh, but but yeah, before we sign off, let's uh, let's just check what everybody's doing. Um, Derek, what's up? Is there anything you want to plug, or if not, you know, like say to the world. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just want to continue to uh, share love with everybody. I know we're still very much in a pandemic and things are improving, but, you know, I hope everybody's uh, continuing to stay safe and stay healthy throughout all of this and, you know, uh, enjoy that, that, I guess, uh, or those relaxed restrictions where you could actually see people and uh, get a haircut, yeah. you know. So, uh, <laughs> You're looking fresh. you know, yeah, uh, just stay safe, everybody, and uh, continue to support your local broadcasters. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Support your local broadcasters. Damn right. Um, and I, yeah, hopefully next by next pot, I will have a haircut and it will be delicious. Uh, you're looking good. Uh, Nick, what's up? Um, you know, I say keep the mustache, but well, you know, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, what's, what, what's going on with you? I'm waiting for my, uh, my appointment to get my haircut. That's why I'm wearing a bucket hat inside. Um, that's why my, huh. I look like a Zorro if he didn't have a horse. You know what I mean? I look disgusting. But uh, it's coming, man. Uh, what's going on with me? Stand-up comedy is back uh, outside. Um, people heckling you from the goddamn street. Buses are honking in your ear. Come out and see me, man. It's a good time. Have a pint and enjoy a laugh. Yeah, man. Um, listen, the bucket hat looks good. You're the best. Uh, guys, thank you so much. This was a this is a great pod. Um yeah, and thanks for everyone who's uh, who's been listening and, and all that good stuff. Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me those uh, sweet words, okay? Okay. okay.